Oh, I've cracked up with my Christmas oh. beers. Yeah, the classic Christmas mm-hmm. carling. <laughs> it was cheap. I hear that's what one of the three wise <laughs> men brought to the... <laughs> <laughs> the fourth wise man. <laughs> what a crate. He showed up a week late, trashed. <laughs> Let's not write him in. Let's say there were just three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what what have you got? Frankincense. <laughs> Shit party this is going to be. Uh, I'd like the thought of being stood outside with the rest of them as you just knocked the door, hearing that someone has brought myrrh and being like, I don't even know what that fucking is. Jesus is going to love my crate. <laughs> <laughs> What's a baby going to do with perfume as well? That's what frankincense was, wasn't it? Well, or incense or something, I don't know. It really drops it's off smelled. after gold, doesn't it? Oh yeah, gold. Yeah, that's why that comes first. Well, actually, you, mm-hmm. if they were sensible, they'd have done that last, but they didn't. To cut out crazy. What did you get for your birthday? I got some gold. <laughs> Anything else? Uh, nothing important. It's, it's like Christmas presents. What did you get? Oh, a, a thing I wanted, and then some smellies, and then yeah, yeah. Links <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is really the myrrh of two centuries, centuries, millennia later. Before they rebranded to Lynx, they were called, <laughs> called Mer Africa. A slightly more obscure name. Mer Mesopotamia. <laughs> oh. Well, Happy New Year and welcome. This is So You Think That Was Good, Do You? A podcast where we take a look back at the film some of your childhood and question the absurdity of the universe's my name is Evan, and I'm joined by Sam and Carl. Boys, how are you doing? No, fuck off. This is even more disconcerting. <laughs> this isn't radio at 2am. <laughs> well, we received a lot of feedback at the, uh, the start of the last episodes we've done. There's been a episode. lot of concern about how loud I am, so we're coming in a little quieter, a little bit neater. Boys, come on, how are you doing? This is Radio 4, isn't it? Is, <laughs> is that uh, feedback mainly from me on set? <laughs> this is the only feedback he gets. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. You're the only one to listen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good, thank you, in answer to your question. Good, good, uh, good. I was going to come out and say, yeah, I'm feeling Christmassy now, but uh, in the narrative of the pod, this is... New Year. That's old news. Yeah, we've I'm done feeling, Christmas. I'm feeling New Year-y. New you. Nice. I love 2024. It's great so far. Maybe. Or maybe it's terrible. It's either fantastic or it's awful. Carl? Yeah, we're recording this 23rd of December. Indeed. And we are in just that weird time of Christmas where there's a lot of very good food in the house, but you're not allowed any of it. Yeah, there's a whole yeah. healthy meal in my fridge. Ask me what I had for dinner last night, Evan. <laughs> what did you have for dinner last night, Carl? Four tiny Yorkshire puddings with Stefan and a pig and blanket on top of them and some chicken wings. Just some stuff you weren't going to use great. for Christmas Day. They counted out all the stuff they were going to use, and this is what you're going to have now. Yeah. It's all ring-fenced. We starve up until the day. <laughs> it's, well, it's like that Mitchell and Webb sketch where they're in the tent refusing to eat the Christmas dinner. <laughs> it <laughs> is. The Red Wing and calendar. that's the customary Mitchell and Webb sketch for this episode. We got it in early this time. It's been a while. It has been a lot yeah. of a while, yeah. The only, I feel like the only um, exception to that is mince pies, because I don't know exactly when mince pies become acceptable to eat. Chloe started in been... those end of November. End of November, yeah, that's yeah. about right. 
I've been going hard on the mince pies for the last few weeks. Yeah, they've been in shop since September, and but I have refused to let myself have one until. Well, I tried to get to December first. I think I got to late November. But the problem is, you you eat one in September, and then you remember they actually aren't that good. Oh no, they I love are, mince bullshit. pie. I love they them are mostly good. fine. They're, would, they're fine. If it was acceptable, I, I'd eat it year round. The complete opposite. I enjoy opinion. them, but they're not great. They're not up there with. If you were ranking your favorite sweet treats of all time, they're not up there, are they? Are they even sweet? Wait, have I Maybe, thought they're meant to be sweet this entire time and have been surprised that they're actually mincy? But okay, paint a picture <laughs> for you. Okay. If you, you're in whatever shop getting a meal deal, right? That, and you're, yeah. you're browsing through, you've got the sandwich, you've got the drink, you're like, oh, I've got to get another thing now. There's a mince pie there. Okay. Uh, are you not picking that? I'd so, go for that. I've got a time. sandwich and a drink. No, my third option is not mince pie. Sandwich is. is already covering the two bases that <laughs> mince pie does, which is something bready and something filling you. I was on Sam's side <laughs> until that example. Fucking mad. <laughs> Would you like I... another smaller sandwich? <laughs> Do you think a mince pie is a type of sandwich or drink? Pie is just sandwich. It is the same concept of sandwich. It's something that is not great on the outside, is just holding together the thing that is supposed to be nice on the inside, but regardless of what one you're having, is disappointing both times. So calzone is a sandwich to Evan. It, it is, yes. It is. If you fold a pizza over, you're eating a sandwich, and it's not as good. That's why it's good when you've got all the flavour on the top, away from your tongue. Bread only, please. Is a beef wellington a sandwich? <laughs> It depends. If you've got a crust, yes. If you've got one with two open ends, you can flip it the other way around and have a really good time. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, you're making enemies all over the place. Okay, yeah. one more thing. Okay. We're not gonna we're never gonna agree on the mince pie thing, but mulled wine? I drink oh, that all year round. Love a mulled wine. I, I have been for a long wine. time. There we go. Yeah, but, there's always oh, one. <laughs> I don't like wine, so I was never gonna be that on board with it. Um is a mini roll a sandwich? <laughs> oh sorry we're not done <laughs> no because the bready stuff is on the inside that's more of a what else could you equate to that twinkie you, is a twinkie a sandwich hollowed out a sausage and filled it with bread that would be the the sort of savoury equivalent to a mini roll sausage roll is that a sandwich if you took okay. yes a sausage roll is a sandwich <laughs> one last one okay <laughs> If you have a bowl of soup and you put croutons in and one of the croutons sinks to the bottom, is that now a sandwich? <laughs> I am going to diverge this even further than we have. I do not believe soup is a meal. If I go to someone's house for dinner and they offer me soup, I am instantly angry. It's a drink, for one. It does. Uh, it's not the same stomach you're filling. No, stop. Because people are like, oh, yeah, but then you have some bread with it. Yes. If you have to eat bread with the thing that has been offered for you as a meal in order to be full, the thing you're giving me as a meal is not a meal. Just give me the fucking bread and tell me you hate me. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna invite everyone for dinner and serve soup as the only drink. So angry. <laughs> <laughs> If you say it's a drink, if if there's a man at the door glass. handing out glasses of soup, perfectly acceptable. That not is like a It's like flavored water, but it's not. If I come to your house and you've served me soup as my main soup as my main meal, I I, I don't want to eat with you anymore. And also, no soup is even that good. It's 
you're relying so heavily on things flavoring your dish of water that I you have to like leek and potato. I love those things outside of soup, and I love them when they're fresh in the soup. But you have to cook it for so long, and by the time you're fucking eating it, it's all mush, and you're drinking around the floating bits of shit vegetables that now have ended up in there. And don't even get me started on stew. Stew is the worst is, fucking thing on earth. This is true of everything. This has gone Every yes. drink is just water with stuff flavoring it. Yes. This has gone past the point of being funny, and it's actually just a rant. Well, they, I, look, boys, anyway, uh, we have watched a movie. <laughs> <laughs> and throughout January, soup. we... Soup is like if food and drink switched bodies. <laughs> <laughs> He's brought it Correct. back. What a segue. Uh, throughout January, we will be covering movies that fit into our New Year, New Me theme. Uh, and you may have already noticed before my quite loud rant that I try to embody that by being a little bit quieter in the intro. Uh, New Year, quieter me. And so we've started this month, this series of films with Freaky Friday 2003, an iconic movie for many people and quintessential of the time it came out. Like. I feel like everybody saw this movie regardless of whether Carl is shaking his head all over the place. I have never seen this movie before. But it is insane I that you picked it. <laughs> it's the body swap movie though, isn't it? I mean, when I, when I was just throwing out ideas out there for New we Year, New We could have watched the original Freaky Friday. I only found out last night that this wasn't the only Freaky Friday. There's a surprising number. I did think this was an original for there Freaky Fridays, including an seven. upcoming sequel. Yes, yes, yes. Wow. Also, I thought we were doing low Henuary this month, so. <laughs> oh, <laughs> news to me. I'm so Start angry out by that. Fun and promising and just go completely <laughs> off the fucking rails. <laughs> I was considering. Um, pretending to have accidentally watched either the 1976 original or the 2018 Disney Channel exclusive musical adaptation of this. But then after I watched a trailer for it, I was like, absolutely fuck that. I don't <laughs> no even want to pretend I did that. <laughs> <laughs> well, should we get into the plot synopsis then, boys? Yes. <clears throat> Single mother Tess Coleman... Jamie Lee Curtis, and her teenage daughter Anna, Lindsay Lohan, couldn't be more different, and it is driving them both insane. After receiving cryptic fortunes at a Chinese restaurant, the two wake up the next day to discover that they have somehow switched bodies. Unable to switch back, they are forced to masquerade as one another until a solution can be found. In the process, they develop a new sense of respect and understanding one another. Uh, yeah, I mean, yes, movie. that was the film. Yeah. Um, it, I feel like this, it had a bit of a Scrooged vibe, which we covered last week, in that they didn't really gain a new, uh, newfound mutual understanding up until the last five minutes or so of the film. Yeah, yeah, there was no learning process throughout this. They just, they dragged the conflict stage <laughs> right up till the last, you know, the last post and then go, resolution. End of film. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. not wrong there. It's also a chance for them to understand the relationships that each other are in. The dad died at some point in the last few years and mum's now remarrying. So Lindsay Lohan as Jamie Lee Curtis, or just Jamie Lee Curtis, I guess, 
learns to uh, like understand her mum's relationship and how she's moved on and how this guy makes her happy. And mum learns to understand Lindsay Lohan's relationship with the paedophile employed at school. Well, yeah. Are we jumping straight into Chris, uh, Ryan, rather, not Chris? Or Ryan, Chris, his name's Jake. <laughs> is it? <laughs> Who the fuck is Ryan? Ryan is... Who the fuck is Ryan? Ryan is Tess's... Oh, he's the dad. Oh, oh yeah. of course. Yeah, my bad. He's the new dad. I've got written down, um, I mean, when I was talking about him, Jake the Motorcycle Guy, a.k.a. Cradle Snatcher, a.k.a. Coffin Snatcher, a.k.a. Flirt Cobain. <laughs> 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 uh, I, I just it's, referred to him as soul-patched school nonce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so in his defense, uh, because I was contacted by Leash, who listens to this podcast beforehand, and she specifically mentioned this character. Chad Michael Murray plays him, who is like the heartthrob for people our age growing up, even though I, I could not name a single but, other thing he's been in. Certainly not recently, but he was like the guy at the time. With a, that hair, home. you reminded me of first year Evan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the hair's not great, but he otherwise is a sexy man, which I was and am not. Um, but but uh, it's important that you say he's a sexy man. Yeah. Man is Absurd, the opposite word here. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely not teenager as all of the other kids running around him. Yeah, they at least are. fit the bill of, at least, even though the most of them are adults, look like they are teenagers, enough for this movie. Whereas this film does not even pretend that he's a student. He he works at the school <laughs> in a sort here. of filing. Yeah, he works like a, for the teachers, he's a TA or something. And then he also works at the coffee shop. And the mum's concern all the way through is, this dude's too old for you. And you think it's just meant to be an overprotective mother, but this dude's too old for her. And even Absolutely ig is. ignoring that, he is like a dog in this movie. He just loves whoever <laughs> like shows him the smallest amount of love in return. He flits between... Lindsay Lohan's character and Jamie Lee Curtis's. Obviously, they body swapped, but ultimately, like, loves the mum until right up until the end when she rejects him. And then it's just like, fine, I'll default back to Lindsay. And for some reason, she is completely, even though he wanted to fuck her mum this entire movie and up until they got married, she's just like, yeah, this guy's for me. All it takes every <laughs> single time is for someone to say, I like the music you like. And he's just like, the girl for me. Yes. It yes, goes from yes. Lindsay Lohan to Jamie Lee Curtis, back to Lindsay Lohan once he sees her playing a guitar. But he's, an, he's at a gig. He's going to watch her play that guitar. And as soon as she leaves stage, he's probably stood next to a girl who's into the music he's in. That'll be the next one. Shit, you like he's this surrounded music? by them. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it's the early 2000s and he's into kind of punk rock it's it's not like it's a niche genre it's not like he's into really specific <laughs> niche music he's like oh yeah i like the hives it's like fucking hell <laughs> throw a broad net <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i like skin oh <laughs> we've all got it bud <laughs> yeah so i i, I don't get the what the appeal of Chris in this movie is meant to be. I know he's, Jake. he's hot. But... <laughs> Who's Chris? Well, <laughs> Where's Mitch? <laughs> Roy. <laughs> Johnny. 
Yeah, I don't know. I've immediately again forgotten his name. Jay. Jay. I don't Evan. know why. It's... Evan? Who's Evan? <laughs> I don't know what his appeal is meant to be in this. He's all over the place. I know that every movie of this era has a shoe in for a romantic lead. And in this one, similarly to uh, Scrooge, which we did last in that it was a female who was completely void of personality. At least we got a bit with this guy, but his personality is literally just whatever the person opposite him likes. But yeah, I, I, I don't get it. He didn't really need to be in this. Like This could have just been about Jamie Lee and Lindsay. Yeah, there was a lot of kind of... I mean, it basically was. There was a lot of peripheral characters. There was the actual Ryan. Wait, Ryan? Shit, now I'm questioning myself. Yeah, it is. Ryan the is the stepdad. Yeah, The stepdad. He NCIS was kind of, bloke. he's there because there needs to be a wedding to lead up to. Yeah. There's the younger brother who has to be there because that's relatable. Uh, don't know the name. Henry or Harry, one of those. God, we I all watched this movie, trust, didn't we? Yeah. I cannot Harry trust can. Evan's <laughs> character names <laughs> ever again. Could be Chris. Who knows? <laughs> anyway, there's all these characters and the friends and the bully at the school who is mean to... Anna, for no kind of discernible reason. That's just she's just the the plastic, the school bully. All of them are just sort of there to build the framework of, hey, this is a movie that you like because it's got all these relatable things, but none of them serve to forward the plot. No, no, yeah, they did. You're, you're right in the sense that they are just. What is the word I'm looking for? They're sort of shoo-ins just to build the, the, the point Set of perspective dressing. that, yes, yeah, that the, once they switch bodies, it's just the things that the two main characters are supposed to notice about the other person's life. This, I, I was saying this before the pod. This is a movie basically about therapy where you believe you are so right until you're in the shoes of another person and then you gain all this new perspective on, on what their life is like. And those characters are just informing that new perspective. And Lindsay... Is there is nothing to her character other than having once been friends? Is it is her name Lindsay? It's the actress's name. That's enough. That <laughs> not the act. No, the uh, the bully. What is her name? I have written that somewhere. Blonde girl. Yes. We, we can go with the bully. The bully is just there to have been friends with Lindsay Lohan at some point, and then just to be a bitch. For no reason. We're not provided a reason of to why she hates the protagonist anymore. It's just her role to be a cunt until the end of the movie. And before the podcast, you guys brought this up. There's no resolution to that. She just she just goes. She disappears. Yeah, she, <laughs> yeah. she goes after mum as daughter sabotages her test. For, just destroys her, yeah. I guess for university. I don't know what an honours test is. And then, uh, no, they have weird test stuff in America. Yeah, seemed vaguely important. Stacy yeah, is she, her she name. She ruined a girl's life, essentially. And then, the resolution of that is, I'm not usually like that. I'm just having a bad day. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's okay then. <laughs> she was a bit of a bitch. It's fine. I love the old having a bad day defense in court. Yeah, I was drink driving, but it was just a. It was a bad day. <laughs> I never Don't usually like do that. <laughs> the Garfield defense. <laughs> so, Lindsay Lohan's character, her character in this is meant to be 
the totally like totally relatable grumpy teenager sort of mid-teens green day and eyeliner you know <laughs> avril lavigne cardboard cutout and she's meant to, it's meant to be like isn't this relatable for you cool teenagers like don't you relate to her but all of her interactions with everyone are so clearly written by hollywood writers in their 40s it's like, oh, yeah. lame. You're ruining my life. Just write normal dialogue. <laughs> that, was, that was really, that was so Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> <laughs> you're ruining my life. <laughs> but it was a case of either, yeah, you're ruining my life or write normal dialogue, but like put the word like, like everywhere in mm-hmm. like the sentence. Like, and then it's totally. a teenager said it. Mm-hmm. And we can say this as figures of authority as. 30 year old men (laughs) yeah I mean that was my issue watching this and I messaged you boys multiple times was it was never that I thought this is a bad film I just knew I wasn't the audience for this film Uh, um, whilst I agree with you this was like a a massive film we're probably the only demographic this was not for especially now being older at the time I did watch this and I enjoyed it and I'm not, I'm not skipping ahead. I, I enjoyed it this run around, uh, which doesn't always mean that it, it means you get a lot of notes. But uh, yeah, we, yeah, you, I don't know why I'm so afraid to say this. Straight males was not the target audience for this. This is a very broader, in a sense, in that it, it targets everybody else. There's not a lot for us in this. There's no one in this for us to relate to. But I think still, it was a very enjoyable movie. But for me, I laughed a lot. <laughs> Can sort of relate funny. to Ryan, who just spends the whole movie going, "What the fuck is going on?" I like that. Yeah, like- all of his his <laughs> entire purpose of his character, yeah, is they cut to him occasionally, and he goes, "Fucking what?" <laughs> and then on with the next scene. I hate Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think in the first, I'm going to say probably the first ten minutes of the film, it was really. It went in heavy with the, mm. hey, isn't this relatable to you 13-year-olds watching this? Um, and I had the same thing where I was sitting there thinking, God, this is going to be a slog. This just, it's, it's not for me. I'm not the demographic for this. I can't. But, I mean, spoilers, but throughout the film, I, I got into it. Yeah, I had a great time. Yeah, I mean, like by the end, I was fully on board. But <laughs> <laughs> well, as I said, it's—I could tell it was a good film. I just never felt like I should be watching. But I did feel when they freaked, though, that <laughs> post freaky, post freaky, that they weren't really channeling the character that had been established in the first half hour. They were just channeling uptight mum and what Jamie Lee Curtis thinks. A teenager is like it felt a lot mm. more like a less caricatured version of kevin the teenager from kevin and perry at I the very some- start i somewhat agree with that i, I enjoyed jamie lee Curtis's version of that more because at least she embodied what lindsay lohan was doing which is literally just embodying what those 40 year old white straight male writers <laughs> of the movie thought teenagers was like were like so she was spot on i thought lindsay i did do more of a more of a proper version of her mother, which we didn't ever really see her do. I didn't get the sense that Jamie Lee Curtis was a like a bad mum or like really overstressed during the start of the movie. So I didn't see that reflected in her. But 
I feel like the interactions they had throughout the movie whilst her body swapped were pretty fucking good. Like, no, yeah, that was they're really fun. It grew. They on, settled it grew into on it. me. Yeah, that Jamie, what Jamie Lee Curtis was doing, I think, is what makes this film. She yeah. is funny throughout, but it's only once you get used to that character. Like I said, at the very start, it does not feel like she's playing the girl from the first half hour. No, no, definitely not. Um, I and so I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis's side was, I think, better. Um, and yeah, she does settle into it a lot better, and you start to it starts to feel a bit more authentic. Lindsay Lohan doing an impression of an adult was very tally ho spiffing. Chaps, yes, I said. It. Yes, I could not put it into words. You've just done it. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, if I speak a little bit like this, no, 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 then that's, that's adults. That's adults, right? <laughs> so it didn't quite yeah. flow quite as well. I don't know. We kind of, we've not skipped over it, but I'd like to talk about the switcheroo itself. Bloody hell. I'd forgotten they'd written a reason why the switch happened in this movie i thought it was a more of a a meta thing where you didn't know and it was just kind of like some other sort of entity you know forcing them to be nicer to each other i thought it was more ambiguous but when- i it's literally they go to a chinese restaurant they get the the owner of the restaurant or the mother of the owner of the restaurant gives them fortune cookies <laughs> perform some sort of spell on them and forces them to take each other's perspectives i mean those characters in this are very stereo they're stereotypes uh, of of asian people in this like there there's no character to them other than everyone in this sort of crazy stereotype yes when you say they wrote an explanation they did that thing that they did up until very recently in hollywood movies which is just the magical minority yeah Well, well, why did it happen? Well, she's Chinese. Yes, that is literally She's old and Chinese, therefore she definitely has mystical powers. You can be Native American if it's a Stephen King book, as we were talking about, while not recording the other day. Or you can... Yeah, that was his go-to. There were a lot of black people or angels for a little bit during the 90s, especially. I think Denzel did one and Will Smith did one. And then Chinese people can just... Give you a fortune cookie, apparently. <laughs> Mystic powers and kung fu, that's what they got. I love that the, the the fortune cookie was not needed at all. Like, they decided no. they were going to do Chinese woman does spell, and they're like, oh, shit, what do Chinese people love? Fucking fortune cookies, chuck that in. They have nothing to do with the lore of magic in what, what way whatsoever. Also, they're an American invention. Like, they are... <laughs> in China, they don't have fortune cookies. Chinese cuisine was brought to America and then they mass produced these little things you got with the meals to like have a sensation around them. The Happy Meal toy. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this old woman seems to have one spell though. And it seems like she is <laughs> the only thing throwing she it around. She is constantly trying to body swap people. Yeah. She's had Within- 10,000 of these little slips printed out. She's got to do something with them. At the very end, she tries to body swap a seven-year-old and a 70-year-old because the 70-year-old is saying, if I were your age, I'd go and talk to that girl, which is a normal thing to say. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What what happens in that situation if she's successful? A 70-year-old man and a seven-year-old's body goes and does what? Goes up and tries to... Makes the use of his joints, I suppose. (laughs) 
Um, but yeah, so this this incantation that she gives them in the form of a fortune cookie slip, uh, mass-produced uh, fortune cookie works. Mass-produced fortune cookie <laughs> uh, only works if they read it out at the same time in unison. So this mystic decides to solve their problem by just giving them the slips and walking away and thinking they'll probably do that that's my job they'll probably now yeah (laughs) read this out together simultaneously it does it have to be all the furnishings in our restaurant out loud can it be in your head i don't even read a cracker joke out loud i'm not reading my fortune cookie fortune out loud i don't think unless asked anyone reads anything out loud. must be so much fun at christmas Popping a cracker, <laughs> silently reading a slip, and then chuckling and putting well, it down. I am there by myself, pulling crackers with myself. So. <laughs> <laughs> do you laugh out loud as well, or do you laugh in your head? Is it all a silent affair? <laughs> it's just a little internal snigger. <laughs> just yeah. that can be definitely be edited. <laughs> Luckily, I'm editing this one. <laughs> I'll just add this just to make sure. this has nothing to do with this movie whatsoever but uh this is switcheroo element of it reminded me of one of my favorite jokes of all time uh from norm mcdonald uh he said on his chat show or something he said i wonder who's buried in the grave of the man who invented the old switcheroo Nothing to do with this. I just love that concept so much. Yeah. It stays with me all took the time. Me a second. That's really good. R.I.P., isn't it? Yeah. Funny guy. Uh, well, yeah, at least at the start of the movie, I felt like I felt a close affinity with Jamie Lee Curtis mm. pretending to be a 15 year old, where she was kind of being like, Hell yeah, down with the kids. Oh, lame. <laughs> and I was watching this, being like, oh, God, yeah, this is, this isn't me. <laughs> it does no, grow on you, though, I think. But it did gr- I mean, yeah. it did grow on me. By yeah. the end, I was, I was listening to, yeah, I, was, I can't think of any other 90s bands. Sitting with a down. <laughs> I'll be honest, I didn't know any of the bands they mentioned in this. I was not a cool kid, so I was not on the scene. But uh, I, it, this is a, a nostalgic movie for me because everything they did in this was replicated throughout the early 2000s in every movie. This kind of music, these kinds of characters, like this had such an effect on cinema for people our age. And we were forced to watch a bloody lot of it because of this movie. So just a nice little trip back it was for me and also just whilst we're on Jamie Lee Curtis I adore her and everything which I well I feel like it may have been a more easy road in for me into this but god she was great so fucking good and I still enjoy seeing her and everything now you say that you don't know any 90s songs or bands like in the The early 2000s written by people from the like who were 40 years old is that neither did they they named like two and then when uh rolling stones fleetwood mac yeah and also this movie opened with one of my favorite songs but not at all a modern song for people of the time happy together by the turtles (laughs) it did transform into a cover of of that which was heartbreaking to me because the original is fantastic they really just lent into 
covers of happy songs oh, by there's a lot of that yeah. punky but there was also a cover of britney spears there was maybe yeah. one more time that which was i will be to listening plot. to yeah yeah it was god i'm gonna I mean, none fuck of it was... you the girl i likes mum <laughs> you know this cover of a song from maybe five years before <laughs> listening to that song will either get you uh 15 year olds or 50 year olds nothing in between <laughs> But yeah, the, the music that they picked as the soundtrack for this was all clear. The, the writers or whoever had no link to, at the time, modern music. So they were like, yeah, let's just get covers of stuff we like done by <laughs> modern bands. Yeah, fringe bands were around now, having to do covers of older songs in order to stay relevant. Um. So, yeah, talking about I mean, talking about this film, Jamie Lee Curtis uh, <laughs> pretending to be a child. There's a scene, I don't know, maybe halfway through, where she goes into this. She's meant to be going to work, but she, embodied by a 15-year-old, goes into this shop and decides to get her hair done, get her makeup done, yeah. get a whole new wardrobe, set of clothes. And then she walks out and the camera pans up dramatically to show her kind of radical young transform uh, transformation. And my God, she looks 20 years older. She's <laughs> in, she's got like the full Karen look, the Karen hair with like blonde highlights and yeah. this pensioner's dress. That's um, informed by what we have I, nowadays. I had to pause the film because I was crying with laughter <laughs> at that pan up. Absolutely nothing like how the teenage girl dresses. No. Yeah. But it's also... You think she was going to walk... Because you expect her to walk out in like jeans and a... Like spiked studded belt and a t shirt. A Nirvana no. t shirt. <laughs> yeah. I expect her to walk out dressed exactly the same with bags full of stuff for her teenage self because why would you buy <laughs> mum a load of new clothes? <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Oh. Unless you just she's embezzle money from in yourself. For the long haul. <laughs> I guess this is me now. I can never be selfless, so best dress nice i can wear all the old shit i've always really wanted to wear <laughs> could wear this lovely moo moo i loved uh was still on jamie the the way she treated the son after Lindsay had taken her body i thought that was so funny like that was really still good. acting like Lindsay in the front. Now, I have nothing smart to say about it, but it's just one of the things I loved about this movie. I mean, she still picked on him, even though she is. She just did not care that she knew she was on, in her mum's body. She still treated everybody else like shit. <laughs> so good. All the scenes of that little shit mouth getting bullied were fantastic. Yeah, not a heartwarming character at all until. Uh, when Lindsay goes to the school in her mum's body to to read the essay he'd written about his sister, and you learn that he actually just loves play fighting with her, and didn't wasn't aware that actually your sister hates you, bro. <laughs> she fucking hates your guts. She's not playing. If she catches you, you're fucking dead. <laughs> he was the one character who got a full arc, though. One of the side characters. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, they they brought they fucked off the bully who you thought there would be a resolution, but the brother was brought back to us liking him because he is a fucking annoyance at the start. And when we're on the bully there, 
like she she doesn't get an arc, but she gets her comeuppance in that. So the the mum goes to the school in her daughter's body and takes the test for her. The the bully tricks her into looking at her sheet, and she gets caught for cheating. But then when the mum goes to retake the test, and then she wipes out all of Stacy's answers, but she'd written in pencil. I, I thought that was like her learning the lesson. Like it was almost a reverse of Scrooge, where for the moment it was like, let go a little bit and be a little bit more of a cunt. But then as you go on, you realize she she was just being herself. No one has learned the lesson yet. Like you said, Sam, it's not until the very end they learn the lesson. So you find out in the scene, the mum is just a cunt. She's just yeah. ruining this girl's yeah. school career. Person. Yeah, just to get back at her. Mum does that to, the, to her daughter's bully, but also slags off her daughter's teacher who was in school with her saying you were weird and i didn't like you yeah there's a very good chance that mum was basically stacy in school yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) it's entirely possible yeah and like everyone you know all of the side characters get their comeuppance for the shit that they do but the main characters have just fucked over okay the teacher was a bit of a bastard but like there's there's consequences down the line yeah, for that the we mo- don't see. For the most part, they've the left bully their... is getting kicked out of school. Yeah. And the teacher is enacting some kind of revenge Absolutely. on this kid. Yeah. The teaching assistant is going on a register now. <laughs> well, he should have been on one anyway, if we're honest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they've left each other's lives in disrepair. This movie ends before Tatters. we actually see what the consequences should have been. But same with the mum. Like, although it, it works out well with Ryan, the guy she's marrying, like her patients are all leaving because she let her daughter go in. Just call in sick. Why are you letting her go in and try to give people therapy when she has no idea what she's doing? Just sends her in and says, yeah, blag it. Yeah. She and wants I'd- to keep talking about that time she had a breakdown on live TV. Oh, oh couldn't, yeah. couldn't remember the contents yeah. of her own book. And started to surfing the crowd at the end. And as we find out, <laughs> was removed from the premises of that step uh, set by the host. So clearly something else went on as well. So yeah, their lives are fucked outside of what we saw. I mean, while we're talking about the TV interview, which in itself was a fucking nightmare. So much wrong with that. <laughs> but in, uh, I suppose, in her defence, so Ryan, the one thing that he does do in this film is surprise her by hands over her eyes, walking onto a TV set, and then saying, surprise, in 12 seconds you need to be on TV talking about your book. <laughs> Even if they hadn't switched bodies, that would be that would 100% be a, oh my god, fuck you. No <laughs> I would have chance. liked to prepare for this. <laughs> I would have liked more than a couple of minutes prep to give this live recorded essay. <laughs> These, these two scenes that we've been talking about are sort of one of my main issues with this movie. Something I've never said before is this movie should have been longer because there isn't enough time for anything to get too bad uh, as a result of what they're doing. You're right, yeah. The test, her not being able to take this really important test is a huge thing and then it's fixed a minute later where she just gets to go finish it in the cupboard. Um, yeah. she goes on TV to talk about a book she's never read. This should be a car crash. Um, but then she acts like a teenager and the entire crowd thinks she's amazing. That's not yeah. what should happen. She should ruin this <laughs> fucking interview. 
they, I mean, they had the kind of battle of the bands thing, which I thought was actually a really good scene in itself. Yeah. But the setup and payoff happened within the course of half a song. It's kind of she's on stage. She doesn't know how to play. Never mind. It's fine. And then the wedding, the big, the big stakes at the end of the film being not a wedding, a wedding rehearsal, which <laughs> may have to be delayed. Is this an American like, thing? Okay. I've written the same thing and I, I, I looked into it. It is uh, an American thing. It is becoming more popular here with like people who have money to spend on a rehearsal where you have to have a meal for that same amount of people and all the staff and stuff. So if you've got an extra fucking five grand lying around, yeah, you can have a rehearsal too. But I, I looked into why they do it because I thought there must be some traditional reason why it is. But it's literally just... They want the people in the wedding party to know what their marks are and what they're going to say, and that's it. So it's it's like literally a play. just an, an acting yeah. rehearsal. Yeah. yeah, it's just make sure you know what. No improvisation. Do not <laughs> wing it. <laughs> it was also a terrible rehearsal because they rehearse inside and then they have the wedding in a field. <laughs> and they improv the whole rehearsal. The, the weather is rehearsing separately. It doesn't like working with other actors. That's in a room <laughs> mulling over the script. Do you know what this movie did make me think, though? There's um, a, a, one of the animated DCEU movies where uh, one of the villains man, uh, takes over the body of the flesh and he's like, oh, I can finally find out who the flesh is and goes over to a mirror and takes off his mask and just goes, I have no idea who this man is. <laughs> yeah. All I could think was there'd be a very similar situation if Evan swapped with his dad, woke up, looked in a mirror. Who is this man? You're, you're right. If I swap with my birth father, not that, well, the issue there is that you need that initial conflict in order to switch with them. Like, I, we need to go firstly, I need to meet him in the Chinese restaurant in order for them to know that we're switching. What was um, the crime? <laughs> Enjoying a meal. <laughs> um, but yeah, if we switched, I, I'd live out a day in a man's life. Well, I'd still be in his body, wouldn't I? Right now, you'd be talking to my dad because we've not switched back because we have nothing, no problem to solve other than knowing each other. And Ev does not cancel a pod episode for anything. <laughs> the other end of that scale is if I'd switched bodies with the man who I thought was my dad up until middle, late high school, who was actually my brother's dad, a much worse version of that because he is a drug adult violent <laughs> somehow not able to be killed man this um, is deep into so you think law well <laughs> he was always nice enough to us for the listeners who are compiling a wiki <laughs> jot this down <laughs> this man is newport the city i live in embodied he is he loves he loves a carling which i'm drinking right now so Pretty on theme. He loves putting out his cigarette in the carling at the end while there's still some liquid. I've seen then, you do that. Yep, 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 yeah. yep, yep. <laughs> uh, he loves going down to the quarry and fishing, and then the rest of his time he loves speeding about the roads and doing bass. Now, How do you fish in a quarry? Uh, exactly. Does there he have no caught a fish? <laughs> <laughs> no, he hasn't. Just, <laughs> just another rock. And <laughs> this is fed by... This is fed by the bass. Uh, so for everybody who doesn't know, unless you're as bottom of the barrel as me, bass 
is a drug substitute. It is essentially the stuff that's used to mix into other drugs, you know, uh, your baby powders, your, your chemicals you're not really supposed to ingest. So it's all like the cheap stuff you can get. And if you don't have the stuff you need to make another good drug, like speed or coke, you make base instead. So you take all the bottom elements of everything else, you put that together, and you've got what yourself one hell of a 20-minute high, right? <laughs> so if you've got to take something every 20 minutes and that's all you can afford, you become a guy who cannot be killed and is also not very fun to be around. So if I were in his body, I would absolutely be robbing banks because he cannot die. <laughs> so you think God, that we was need good a movie made you? out of Evan's life? <laughs> <laughs> not just entertaining, also informative. Yes. Educational. Uh, yeah. Do not do this. Know. Uh, it's not very addictive. No, uh, unless, you wish like, you didn't know. It's something you really. Yes. So you thought you wanted to know, did you? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes. That were those were two. It's either I wouldn't know who I was, so or you think that was dad to you. I'd very much know what was who I was, but also would wish I wasn't. <laughs> Thank you, Cole, for that little segment. What a fucking interlude. And we thought we wouldn't have anything for this. <laughs> I would love it if we ever get to the point that people start pulling information together, doing like a yeah, like a wiki article, trying to piece together the like Jimmy Savile's involved somewhere down the line. There's a whole dad thing. <laughs> There's a Frank Welker section that links to his profile. Our little bios in the top right corner just all say dad. Unknown. <laughs> <laughs> it's got that red link that goes nowhere. <laughs> Did you mean <laughs> page not found? <laughs> oh Lord. God, what movie are we talking about? <laughs> oh, um to come back to this <laughs> to come back to the interview that happens in Freaky Friday that we were talking about, Jamie Lee Curtis's uh, interview, It just as a side note, it's the second televised mental breakdown that gets applauded it in is. a movie yeah. in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> it was high stakes for next week, then. We've got to find a very oh, yeah. specific movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, we've talked about all of the, the conflict and the resolution. It gets to the point where they go back, they reread the notes that they got in the fortune cookie to figure out how they break this curse. And they realize that what they need is an act of selflessness. And that to them means holding hands and gently humming. <laughs> There's a whole scene where they just stand there going, mm, and go, Are you being selfless? I'm being selfless. Mm. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> I'm humming for you. Was anything? Uh, all of this is a result of something Cole just mentioned. It's unfortunately this all has to take place in a day because this is called Freaky Friday, and there's only so much you can do in a day. So we can't get a lot of development. There's not a lot of stuff they can try in order to get out of this, and. And not a lot of stuff can be resolved for any people. So you're right, this, rather than being longer, this shouldn't have been 
reduced to a day. As catchy yeah. as a title Freaky as weekend it is, would work. Freaky weekend actually mm-hmm. sounds freakend. Yeah, uh, a couple of days just to do some different stuff and set up some bigger things would have been nice. But it's all, I say it's jam-packed, because even though it is all, a lot of stuff happens, they don't really do a lot. It's kind of just them living each other's life. It's just a lot of role-play is what we get, which I suppose plays into the therapeutic side of this movie. But Something they do in therapy is try to role-play with something else. Maybe that's what they were playing on. But none of that actually makes them end up switching bodies again it's not until that last moment where they have that chat just before the rehearsal dinner where it's like look it it takes the mum to do it It, in jennifer lopez jennifer lopez lindsay lohan's body (laughs) i can't remember this on being drunk it is 20 to 4 on a saturday (laughs) i'm just this bad all the time (laughs) lindsay lohan body and her being like look uh tell him to postpone the wedding Clearly, you're not happy well, with what's going ahead. Let's just call this off and everything's going to be fine. We'll walk it Clearly, you don't want to consummate the marriage with your stepdad. Well, this is the thing. I love how they lead exactly. into this. I love how they lead into it because she takes her to one side and she says in a really serious tone, look, this has been a big day, you know. Um, I need you to do me a huge favour. <laughs> and I was like, please tell me the next line isn't... I need you to fuck Ryan. I thought that too, yes. I need you to slob that knob. <laughs> he let you go and do your it's music audition. Rehearsal. We've Look, got to rehearse the whole thing. I let you go We've to the audition. We've got to practice this as well. You've got to do one thing for me. I really like this guy. He's going to leave. You've got to fuck him. <laughs> yeah, I, we all were thinking that, but it's not. It's the reverse. It's call off the wedding which triggers Lindsay to go over there, make a big gesture of, this guy's great. He's not my dad, but hey, he's close enough. And that's how they're able to switch bodies again. And we get another localized earthquake. This time everyone feels it. <laughs> if, if she'd said those words in her mum's body, he's not my dad, but he's close enough. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he could have uttered his only lines in this movie. What what the fuck is going on? What? 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 Who are you? (laughs) Oh, I do think it's interesting, though, jumping back again, that the whole point of this movie is learning to understand that some people's lives aren't what you think they are, to learn to empathize with their struggles and... But she's a therapist. Why did she need to learn this lesson? Surely she's a terrible she, therapist. She, she's a very rich therapist. Perfect point mm-hmm. to make. You're right. Her side her of this job. should never have been an issue. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> she could have been in marketing like every other parent in every other movie we watch. <laughs> this is a woman who is apparently a very good therapist sat there going, why is my daughter, whose dad died three years ago, not doing as good in school as she used to? And why is she so upset I'm remarrying after three years? She just makes no sense. <laughs> I did A-level psychology and I can give some input. Yeah. I've just watched this movie and I have the same input. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, you're, you're spot on. Um, 
it makes Lindsay's position in this more understandable. You can understand why she's like so aggravated her mum can't understand her position, even though she's a therapist. But I suppose then you're supposed to rely on more. This is more of a parent-child relationship other than being a therapist-patient relationship. Maybe it's supposed to be that even if you have this job where you do this every day, it's it's harder to see past the walls that are up with your family. I have no really but, point to make with that other one. But even even within the narrative of the film where she is a therapist, sure. uh, <clears throat> her patients are Awful. fucking nut. Yeah. I'll say that again because there was a big noise. Her patients are her patients. Her patients are nutcases. It's the ghost of patients uh, past. The film. Now you've got to keep it in. Sorry, it's the dog. It's the dog banging on the door because <laughs> he wants to get up. It's Sam's old boss that died a few years ago. It's it's Evan the patient desperately trying to get in for his session. Sorry, we've, we've run on. He doesn't take rejection well. Yeah, the film really stigmatizes the the idea of therapy, and it's like if you if you go and get therapy, you're a nutcase. You've got to be absolutely mental. Yes, which for a film about a therapist is not a great take. Movie Evan is beyond saving. He's just fucked and her other patients are just regular Evans beyond saving (laughs) (laughs) call your kids something else (laughs) and her other patient is just someone reading her daughter's diaries and going I need help with this that's not therapy is it just shit you could talk about in a coffee shop the only sensible bit of therapy given is stop reading your daughter's diary yeah by the daughter and her mum's body yeah (laughs) oh the guy who plays Evan in this, uh, I don't know if either of you recognise him. He's the guy from White Collar? Is that something you, you've seen? Is no. this oh, a movie or a TV show? I've never it's heard a TV it. show of like six or seven seasons. And it's one of those that would be perfect for this pod. No single episode individually, but it is just so overall full of holes and bad. In like, It's just so ludicrous. Yeah. <laughs> is just catch me if you that can. The, that is the insight people come to this pod. It, it's just that. It's a criminal is helping an FBI agent solve crimes. And they had a great first season planned out. But in order to keep it going throughout, like they have to rely on so much of you just being like, I enjoy this TV series. I don't have to think about anything that's happening. God, you really derailed me as I was talking there. <laughs> <laughs> I lost my. Re- I had something else to say. I just don't remember what it was. You just dashed my confidence as I was speaking. God, I am Evan, aren't I? Oh. <laughs> and how does that make you feel? Bad, bad, and like I don't have a dad. <laughs> and that silence means. Oh, and that silence means I've got a lovely question for you, boys. Oh, oh! It's Christmas, and we all get a new dad under the oh. tree. It's New Year's. This is this is New Year's. <laughs> it's but New Year's, yeah. and we all get a new dad under the New Year's tree. <laughs> okay. Which movie dad from any of the movies we've watched would you swap bodies with? Oh, 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 oh I'm swapping bodies, bodies with. I'm not getting yeah. a new. Not dad. getting a new dad. Okay. Oh. Oh God. Okay. I, I need a minute to think. So cut out the upcoming silence. 
the one that leaps to mind is um is the dad from Spy Kids. Because oh, is that because of Mrs. Spy Kids? He gets to be a spy. Oh, okay. Nah, he's a sick spy. I mean, he's not that good, but he's a bit of a, you know. Okay, you uh, went for the global c- secret agent. Cool. Do, cool by guy. that, do you so you mean the dad in the movie, not my dad being kidnapped by Jimmy Savile in that podcast episode of Spy Kids? Not that did not that dad that was in <laughs> the episode. No, I. No offense, I do not want to but... be Carl's dad, and neither does Carl's dad. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you'd say something like that. I also have an answer, but it's a very different reason than Sam. I would like to be the dad from Gremlins, who oh. is a a shit inventor, but only oh. because I would love a son to just pay my way through life. I have to do fuck all other than put shit together and I send my son to the bank every day to make a living for me and my wife. Oh, I was, So you can just sit there making toothbrushes all the three mates. I was so Eve. close. Uncle, I wrote down, I reckon Evan will want to be the dad from Gremlins, but I meant the other one. Who get who dies, the who dies in the chimney. <laughs> 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 I wish I was fucking dead. I'd like to be a corpse stinking up a chimney. <laughs> oh, what a shit. shout. Oh. Go on, Carl. What was your choice? You've clearly had some time to think about this. And oh, no, I just wrote Antonio Banderas in Spike It's because he's the one oh. dad that I could think of. And also, awesome. M- Mrs. Spike It's. I actually don't remember who Mrs. Spike is was. Oh, it's um, who plays Carla Gugino. Yes, uh, the fittest. I'll have to Google her. Oh, sorry for saying fittest, everyone, but she is fit as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. We're back to normal part. <laughs> sorry, should I shout that louder? Back. She is fit as fuck. <laughs> I'd ask you to cut that out, but you won't. No. <laughs> oh, great question. Great Good question. question. Yeah. Oh, so close with the Gremlins, too. And you've got Sam's. Yeah, the only good dad that we've ever had on this podcast, I think. I'm swooping um, the other movies. I mean, so many of the, so many films. This is, I mean, this is an outlier, Freaky Friday, for the time period, because so many films are based on bad yeah. dads. I, uh, granted, mostly the Christmas uh, films. But or bad parents. Two of, two of the last three we've done a dead yeah. dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Danny DeVito in um what's that? Deck the Halls. Deck the Halls. Oh. Uh he was he was a fun guy. He was a great guy, but he never interacted with his daughters. Like he had very fit daughters. He, although That is not what I said. <laughs> I said he never interacted no, no, no. with his daughters and you This is all getting cut, don't worry. Okay. Don't stress ever. This um, is terrible. I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> I like it when we break down. <laughs> Watching us not know how to do a podcast is way better than us doing a podcast. I, I that wraps up the movie, then doesn't it? It must. Yes, please. I got nothing else. I do have a couple of bad reviews. Oh, please hit us with if those. you want to throw them in. Yeah. There was nothing too great. I think the reviews for this were right down the middle, from what I saw, and not even polarized. It wasn't loads of people giving it five stars. Loads of people giving it one star. Everyone who watches this seems to give it. About three stars. That's a prize. Because they're like, yeah, it's just kind of fine. But I pulled a couple of outliers. Uh, Five stars from 
<laughs> Disc Cowboy. Yeah, yeah, five-star one. Uh, this movie is actually the most perfect movie to ever exist. Open brackets. Side note, watching this as an adult made me realise Jake isn't even a student. Like, how old is this fucker? <laughs> Close brackets. Open brackets. Still the best movie ever, though. Close brackets. Open brackets. Also best intro ever. Close brackets. <laughs> More than... 70% of the review is... Parenthesis. Various brackets of kind of stream of consciousness. <laughs> I think that's the first and a psychopath who really loved this five star bad review we've had. It might well be. Yeah, good review. And it was the most perfect movie to ever exist. Uh, the other one was two star, and based on what they say, two stars quite generous. Ugh, I hate this film. I hate it every time it comes on TV. It's annoying and not funny, and it drags on, and it's painful and awkward to watch. Body switching will never be funny. Boring. This movie should crawl down a hole and die. Can we get a body-switching movie that's a drama? Please. It would be so much more compelling than this nonsense. I hate this movie. It's for struggling single parents, nostalgic for 80s rock. Teens will <laughs> Teens will not appreciate the preachy nature of this film or the obnoxious lead daughter. Boo. <laughs> well, I think the film's reception proves that. I mean, I don't know when that was written. If that was written... Post 2010, maybe they're right. But at the time, this was absolutely for teenagers and everybody loved it. Yeah. I mean, these are never good takes. (laughs) Is that the reviews or is that us? (laughs) (laughs) It's everything. Um, Right, who picked this film? Carl did. Evan? Carl. No, I fucking didn't. Carl. So, do you you think? think... that, that this is just a, this is just a fucking mess for Carl to edit. Good, fucking be pick this, <laughs> Carl. So you think that was good to you? Can I get that again with Evan repeating every word, please? <laughs> I think that was fine. Do I? Now, I've, I've said numerous times throughout this, it's a perfectly fine movie, even a good movie. It's just not made for me. I didn't realized that going in i just knew it as the body swap movie that everyone talks about but i'm not gonna watch it again and i'm sorry evan recommended it to us i'd like to no i'd like to jump in here coming straight on from what you said because whilst i realized this movie was not made for me you know neither by that same respect was shawshank redemption I've never been to fucking prison, just like I'm not a teenage fucking girl who swaps bodies with their mother. Do you think they made Shawshank for people? Well, in by that logic, yes. Uh, well, not really. The core audience said, of every film isn't the people who are being played in the film. Aliens well, would have been watched I'm by nobody. The core audience of this movie is wider than supposed. Uh, I can't you know, watch Toy Story. I am not a toy. Just because I might not be able Harry to Potter is relate to things in this movie, I still enjoyed. And a sausage every roll is not a this. fucking sandwich, ever. It is as close to a sandwich as you can get without being a sandwich. If you cut those fucking sides off the crust, it would be a sandwich. Which a hot dog's closer. Uh, yes, but still one too many sides. If you cut off the top crust of a sausage roll, it would be a hot dog. Anyway, anyway, I really enjoyed this fucking movie. <laughs> I had a great time all the way through. It was not good for the pod because not enough happens. 
that's a result of being all in one day and them not exploring enough other than just going through a day in the life of. But I had a great time. Labyrinth is only for puppets. Finish your thought, please, Ev. I liked it. (laughs) (laughs) I think the most important revelation of this podcast episode is that Evan thinks bread and pastry are the same thing. Are they close enough? They're both shit. And, and um, you can only watch movies. I'm gonna pretend that are about I'm gonna you. pretend that <laughs> I'm gonna pretend that somebody asked me for my opinion. Sam Sam <laughs> uh, I went into this fully on Carl's side. <laughs> Evan went to a drive in movie to watch cars. Just so his car could see it. <laughs> well, I'm not a car, but I really enjoyed this movie. Life is a highway, baby. <laughs> Um, I fucking hell. <laughs> Just end the episode. <laughs> so I went into this. Me and Carl watched this yesterday at the same time, and I went into this with exactly the same thoughts, exactly the same feelings. Being like, we shouldn't have chosen this. This isn't for us. This doesn't fit. We're just three thirty-year-olds trying to talk two 30 year old men trying to talk about a teenage girl and you know teenage girl things but by the end i was fully on board i felt like i'd been absorbed into it i was back in the early 2000s listening to linkin park there's another one <laughs> and i loved it and i thought that the the speech at the end and the kind of the empathy thing all of that i thought it landed it was pretty decent I mean, yeah, it shouldn't have taken place in a day. There's criticisms, but there's only criticisms looking at it fucking 20 years later at the time, given the time and the fact that this was a bit of a new thing, new allowing for the fact that it is a remake of a film that came uh, 30 years prior, but new-ish. I'm rambling. I enjoyed it. (laughs) I do think it was good. Quick, Evan, sneeze. Fall out! I did like five in a row. That's insane. Oh, <laughs> that was this a actually, nightmare to get through with all that background. A story I meant to tell. So I, I recently used a nose trimmer for the first time because my nose hairs were touching my mustache hairs, which is this has nothing to do with Freaky Friday, which is a horrific feeling. Uh, and I trimmed too many of them. I, I basically have a naked nose right now. So any time, uh, so I could just hold my head like this and snot will drip out because nothing's catching it. But anytime something touches something in my nose, I sneeze, which is why I've been so insane on sneezing recently. I, I prefer a naked nose, I personally. think that may be more to do with the cocaine than the nose trimmer, if I'm honest. Uh, I haven't done cocaine today, okay? There's no reason for my <laughs> my nose to be dripping. I've just done bass, as my father would have loved. And you can put that anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh thank you so much for joining me boys and thank you all for listening please hit us with that five star review it's the new year and uh well it just be, would make me happy uh i can't remember what we're doing next week i really like your idea of big car so i would insist almost that we do that i would like a yes or a no okay well ever's insisted well My opinion 
is often wrong. So big it is. Oh, we're doing big next week, everybody. And uh, until next time, follow us over on Twitter and Instagram and So You Think Pod. And goodbye. And <laughs> sorry. And uh, had one happy in a while. new year. Someone had to say yeah. it. And if you've been to prison, watch Shawshank Redemption. If you're a fish, watch Finding Nemo. <laughs> or if you've lost your dad. If that's for people who've lost their dads too. Watch a Christmas movie. That is... <laughs> okay, I'm going to stop recording now. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>